Hello and welcome to another Youth Ministry Podcast. I am Chris. And I'm Jared. And we exist to encourage and equip pastors, leaders, and parents in ministering to today's youth by discussing current events, doctrinal topics, answering questions, and anything else that deals with youth culture. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it may be that you are listening to us. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We are excited because now we are actually in a state-of-the-art studio. State-of-the-art. This is an amazing studio. I would not ask for anything better than this, Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing that our first uh, four episodes that we did have brought in such a high amount of revenue that now we are meeting in a space, and it is legit. It is decked out. It's exciting. Yeah. And we're six feet ish away. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're practicing social distancing. But we're still. in the same room. And it's nice to see you. It is. To, to talk to you without the computer. I know. Room. I know. I will say that if you're sticking out, sticking it out with us, those first four episodes, my audio quality was horrendous. Yes. Um, but that's all right. You know, it's not about necessarily quality, about the, the quality of the conversation. That is. And I think very... that was top top-notch quality conversation oh I, I we you know i appreciate that yeah. and uh and i you and i it was it was great but um that actually you know prematurely but it fits really really well that that leads us to our practical tip of today oh practical tip i like practical tip. what do you got for us today chris well while doing some research because you know if you're a youth pastor right now you're probably making videos uh jared i assume you're making videos yeah we're doing some sort of videos yep uh we're doing videos every week for our students and what i have heard is that audio is way more important than video yes that's what i've heard too audio in our current culture especially young people who are watching youtube videos they're so used to seeing phone quality videos that they're not that's not going to deter them from watching if that quality is, you know, eh. But what will deter them from watching a video at any sort of length is the audio quality. Yeah, if they can't hear you, they're going to pass you on. Or do if something you just else. sound bad. Or, yeah, or you just sound bad. And some of you out there. <laughs> some scratches. There's no no good microphone can improve <laughs> your audio quality. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's all right. They're, you know, they say there's faces for video and then there's faces for podcasting. <laughs> I think we have. I think we, we have faces for podcasting. But you know that being said, too, another good segue. Oh, man. speaking of sound, sound and audio, today's episode is called music. Music. Why have oh. the conversation and how? Oh, nice subtitle, uh, isn't it? You know, God created music, and He created it good. He called it good because it was included in in all that He created, and. He created music for a purpose, right? God doesn't do anything without a purpose. And yet, on the flip side of that, Satan and sinful mankind have perverted music mm. and have their own purpose and their own agenda behind it. If you just look at the majority of music in our culture today, you can say that it is stained and tainted with sin. In Scripture, we see that God's purpose, however, is uh, in music is that we use music to praise Him, to thank Him, and to teach others about Him and ourselves about Him. In Scripture, we've seen music used to calm the heart of Saul. We see music in the Psalms. It's actually the Psalter is a Jewish hymn book. And it was a bunch of songs that David would write to sing to the Lord when he was rejoicing, sing to the Lord when he's complaining biblically. 
Um, and then even in Colossians 3.16, that we are to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to each other to instruct, encourage, uh, and to worship God. Uh, so music has this theocentric purpose, what we see in Scripture. It's all about God. But Jared, I want to kind of start with a thought-provoking question before we get into the why have the conversation and the how with our students. Does all music then need to explicitly be about God? No, I don't think necessarily it does have to be about God. However, it is important to realize that music, much like anything we do, uh, is an act of worship, and we're worshiping something. So I think it doesn't have to be explicitly about God. It could be praising his creation, praising something he's done, a relationship. Um, But also keep in mind that music acts as a form of meditation. The things we remember in listening to songs, things we listen to, have a way of permeating into our heart. If you think about it, you can remember tunes and phrases that are associated with music. Think about memory verses that we've memorized, that have been put to a tune. We remember songs that are catchy and annoying. You think of commercial jingles that are just so catchy. they You just remember them and you can't get them out of your head. And so in that same way, the music we listen to permeates into our, our minds, into our hearts, and they begin to form patterns in our hearts and direct our beliefs, actions, and form our habits in our lives. Uh, so music doesn't necessarily have to be about God, be a, a worship song, but we have to be mindful that worship, in a, in a sense, is an act of worship. It's, um, it's making us think and we're dwelling on, meditating on what the lyrics are saying, for sure. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And just before we move on quickly to clarify, I think something you said, to miss, I think you misspoke perhaps, just for our listeners' sake, Jared is orthodox. He did not mean to say that we're to sing praises to the creation, but to... Be thankful for the creation, yes. and it points us to God. Yes. That's, that's yeah. what he meant, and that's I knew that's what he meant. Yeah, thank Looking you for clarifying. Absolutely, but I don't want to get you know hate mail. Nah, exactly. For I mean, hey, yeah, we, we, we had no likes, but we only get <laughs> dislikes. Dislikes. Um, but yeah, no, I think you hit a great point there. My my dad, who is you know fifty nine, um, and who claims he has a he has a horrible memory. Um, I don't think his memory is as bad as he says it is, but he says his memory is really poor. He can't remember important things. Well, a song that can come on he hasn't heard in 35 years and just like Mm -hmm. that, all the lyrics come right back. Mm -hmm. Why? Because music has a certain way of triggering our our memory. So if music has that much power and if it has that much of an emphasis on scripture, it's important, right, that we take care in what music we listen to. And would you say then as pastors and parents that – we must take great care in shepherding our, those whom we pastor and those whom we parent in what they listen to? Yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's important to know, first of all, what your kid is listening to, mm. uh, know what the, the lyrics say, because then they'll come back and say, oh, well, I don't listen to the lyrics, which is, I think, uh, is baloney, because even if they don't <laughs> listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are getting in their head. I just like the beat. And they're part of it. Unless right? they're listening to just tra- like instrumental tracks, then there's lyrics and yeah. The message is getting through. Like the Pirates of the Caribbean. My wife and I were just talking about how great yeah. that, yeah, that there soundtrack are really was. good soundtrack. They really are. Uh, in fact, we were at Gettysburg this past week. Okay. Um, well, who knows when this actually airs, but recently we were at Gettysburg. And that, if you've seen that movie, Gettysburg is, is an older, older movie, but it's one of the best soundtracks, I think. Okay. Good to know. Gettysburg. So, I'll have to keep that in mind. But anyway, back to music with lyrics. M- music with lyrics, Yes. But how, Chris, my question is, how do we test our music? How do we help young people test their music? Well, so really what we're, what we're talking about here is testing the lyrics. Right. Because we're going to get to style in, 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 the, in the next segment. Right. We have to – it is our job to help our young people test the lyrics of the music they're listening to. Like, like Jared said, 
do not at all buy what they say that they're only listening to it for the music itself. Because my comment on that is Psalm 1 says that we're not to uh, walk in the way of sinners or, or, or sorry, stand in the way of sinners and walk in the way of sinners and sit in the seat of scoffers. So to place ourselves underneath or around music that is clearly sinful is, is wrong. Um, and so we don't, don't, don't buy that from, from, from your team. So we need to help them test their music. And so I think first and foremost, we need to show them how impactful the, what they listen to really is on them. And I think you can do that by asking some questions. Um, I think Jared, when you and I were ch- chatting about kind of writing this episode, you had mentioned how you like country music. Yeah, I do. I do like to dabble and listen to country music from time to time. Country music was like my diet mm. when I was a teenager in high school before I came to know Christ. That's all I listened to. So God saved you from country music. That's right. <laughs> no, and, and I actually have a, a country music list or playlist on my Spotify account. Mm. But it, it's been – all the songs are hand-selected uh, mm-hmm. based on their lyrics. Mm. But with that being said, I found myself, after I became a Christian, uh, all of these thought processes that were burned into my brain, mm-hmm. that like the way I was, I was like, oh, my word. This comes – this came from country music. Mm. Like the way I thought about girls and mm-hmm. and trucks and <laughs> – and, uh, and, and and how to deal with problems, the attitude I should have about this country, mm-hmm. all of my beliefs and natural tendencies were shaped by this music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I think that you should do some exercises by just evaluating what your teens listen to, your students listen to, and helping them see maybe, maybe you see patterns in their life and how it matches with their music. And I think you can do this a very neat exercise by simply evaluating some songs they listen to. Um, when I was on a mission trip, Jared, you're actually wearing a push the rock t-shirt with For Costa sure. Rica on it. Yeah. When I was in Costa Rica, man, this, this whole episode wow, is we're, flowing together. This is great. This is like podcast magic. Right That's here. right. Podcast magic. We were in Costa Rica and I don't even remember the song, honestly, but my students were singing a song on the balcony of where we were. Um, kind of jamming away and i said what i said guys like why why are you singing that mm-hmm. and all these all these students looked at me and were like chris like there's nothing bad in the song there's no swear words not talking about like getting with a girl or whatever and i said all right fair enough you know it's a song about i think a significant other mm-hmm. i said let's let's take these lyrics and let's break them down and let's actually digest what they're saying and we actually walked through the lyrics and by the end of walking through the lyrics all these students acknowledged to me, wow, I have never, I have never like thought about a song that way and how it's, how that's what it's teaching. And by the end, they recognize it's not a good song for them to be meditating on. Because really, Jared, would you agree? S- listening to music is like you said earlier, it's just meditation. Yeah. Just med- you're, you're indwelling. And especially you have your favorite song. Like you said, you made a playlist, playlist of your favorite top 10 songs and you're just listening to it all the time. Those, you know, those lyrics, those messages are going to sink in. Uh, if you're not paying attention, they're going to sleep in without while you're snoozing at the gate. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Psalm Psalm 119 says, you know, uh, um, your, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You could say it this way. The world's message have I hid in my heart that I might sin against God. Hmm. You know, it, the the flip side works. And music is a, is a way to do that. So I, I would actually evaluate um, some songs that they listen to. And then thirdly, 
I would ask them to, 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 you know, think about this song and say, is this song being used to communicate a message or a purpose from God or the evil one, you know? And so this is very significant because what we're saying, what I believe scripture would say is that if your teenager or student is listening to a song that is communicating unworldly ideas or sorry, worldly ideas, ungodly ideas, you are giving a channel directly to the evil one that will go directly into your your son or daughter's or your student's heart. So we need to guard against this. And so, Jared, can you share with our listeners, really, we think are two very helpful passages that could be used to evaluate lyrics? Uh, yeah, the first one is Philippians 4, 8. Uh, it says in the ESV, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Which Paul's really saying just, you know, that's a good list to match anything by. If it's true, if it's honorable, if it's just, if it's pure. Uh, and so it's not about what's, what it doesn't have, but what does it have? Mm. What is it saying? That's a, that's a very good point. What is the positive message? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, an artist that I'll, I'll admit, you, you, as a matter of fact, here, let me t- you can have my man card. <laughs> I listened to Taylor Swift <laughs> in high school a lot. And Taylor Swift's early stuff, there was nothing really like ever dirty or filthy. I don't really know what her music's like now that she sold her soul to the pop <laughs> to the pop culture world. But um, a lot of her songs, though, the message that they communicated, and this is not to hate on Taylor Swift, but the message that being communicated in a Taylor Swift song was, I need to have this boy. Mm. And if I don't have this boy, my life will be miserable. And what words, Jared? I wonder if we're, if we're on the same wavelength here. Let's see if we have some more podcast magic. When you hear when you hear a student say that to you, I have to have him, or my life will be miserable. What one word comes to your mind from the Bible? I don't think this is going to work, but uh, I was going to say false. No, no, because <laughs> it's not true. The word coming to mind. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. The word that came to my mind is is idolatry. Oh, yes, that would work too. Yeah. I have to have him, or I will mm-hmm. not be happy. Yeah. And as uh, I think as the Heidelberg Catechism says, and how it defines idolatry is placing our hope for significance, security, and happiness in anything but God. Mm. And yeah. so – That would fit that definition. Yeah. So you – you know, and so that's not true. And that according to Philippians 4.8, yeah. we, we need to evaluate, is that the message mm-hmm. that this song is driving into my heart? Yeah. The second passage is found in James chapter – Three, three, yeah. Um, Verses 13 through 18. You, are you going to read that? Yeah, or? I have that. I pulled up here. Uh, who, who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from down from above, but it's earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfishness, selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom that's from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. All right. You you might be listening and tempted to turn us off now because you're like, what does that have to do with <laughs> music and meditation? Well, here's what I think that text has to do with music. You know, this is, I think, called discernment. You're taking the Bible and applying it to your life, to a specific Situation. Do I think James is talking about music uh, specifically there? No, but here's the application. Okay. 
music communicates to us a quote unquote wisdom, mm. a way of taking knowledge and then acting on that knowledge in our lives. That that's what wisdom is. It's making decisions based on knowledge that we have. And what the world would tell you in music, especially in some of the messages in music is to get ahead of everyone else, make a name for yourself, um, persevere in pursuing your idol. And that's the wisdom, the advice the world gives you through song. And what we're saying is that wisdom for, that is demonic is selfish. It envies others and a lot of music about there about <laughs> envying others. Okay. Um, but then wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So you should be judging the lyrics, the message of a song to see if that's the kind of wisdom that it's communicating to your life. All right. That's fairly simple. Right, lyrics. Lyrics are pretty straightforward. I think it's pretty straightforward. It's easy to evaluate lyrics if you're a mature Christian. You can help your your young people actually, you know, look at some songs, whether you're a youth pastor, a youth leader, or a parent, actually do a workshop with them, sit down and do this. But what about what about style? Mm-hmm. I come from a culture, Jared. Mm-hmm. I wonder if our listeners would recognize the, the term fundamentalist. Ooh, fundamentalist. It was a culture where music was like the issue. Mm-hmm. We could not listen to any contemporary music whatsoever, not mm-hmm. even contemporary Christian. Didn't mm-hmm. matter if it was the Gettys or Sodom mm-hmm. Grace because it was had drums in it. But, it was bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Jared, is that is that you know a, a view that we would espouse? Yeah, style's a little tricky because uh, I think it mostly comes down to personal preference. Uh, remember, music is a form of worship. It's We were created with different tastes, different experiences, different backgrounds, uh, different experiences in the world. Uh, you think you wouldn't go to Africa or another country and get the same hymns that we would Oh, are you kidding? That, I, that I we think would every sing. missionary ought to bring an organ with in, uh In the fundamentalist, as you, <laughs> as, you right. as you brought up. Um, and I, so I wouldn't be too quick to dismiss a, a certain style um, unless it, it doesn't pass the content right. test. Right, 100%. Uh, and the lyric test. Uh, so what the, the message of the song obviously is the, the main point, but in style has more to do with the artistry of the music than the message. Uh, I, I think almost any style, and I want to say almost any piece, I don't know, and I don't want to be uh, quoted, misquoted for this, uh, is... By the 20 people who listen to this. By the 20 people who listen to this, <laughs> uh, is, is the form of art. And it's just like a painting, like different styles of painting. Uh, you can't say one style of painting is more God-glorifying than the next. Obviously, the, yeah. what the subject of the painting is determining of what what's glorifying and what's the message. And, and hold on, just, I want to pause real quick. Just yeah. to be clear... This is a different conversation to me than what style is appropriate in a worship service because I agree. there I agree. are stricter standards because part of worship service is a style that helps people sing together. Right. We're talking about what you listen to when you put your, your earbuds in. Yeah. Right. And, and definitely. And I don't, yeah, I don't think it would be very appropriate to, uh, in different contexts to, to sing different styles of music. Yeah. Like up, up front. screamo. Yeah. That, that's never really worship to, but I think in, in a preferable personal preference, I think if that's something that you can, you find uplifting, encouraging as long as, again, as long as the message of the lyrics or, I mean, I have friends in college who were in a, a screamo band and I personally couldn't understand what they were saying, <laughs> but you know, I believe they were saying the right things. So, and, and a good message behind, Which, behind yeah, the lyrics. I, I have no use for it. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to call it sin. I will say, though, you know, 
uh, David came to play for Saul mm. and the music had an impact on his heart mm-hmm. um, because, of, you know, the, you know, music can be calming. So mm-hmm. I, I would say if you're a person that's maybe tempted to anger mm. and that style of music is, uh, you know, tempting you, not causing you, right. but tempting you to, to be in a mood that's just very mm. tense and touchy. Yeah. Then, then you ought to cut off your hand or pluck out your eye, as Jesus would say. I right. think you might say, "Ah, this style is not for me." Yeah. Well, I think different styles, you know, are appropriate for different different times. I think, yeah, I think sure. I find it would be very difficult to work out to peaceful <laughs> classical classical music. music. Like yeah. that's just—I mean, some people might be able to do that. But, I always put on rap, but Christian you can, rap. <laughs> you can, you know, the the mood and the tempo of the music help determine what what kind of mood or what what you're going for as far as why you're listening to the to the music. Right. Uh, yeah, so I think style comes down to, to more personal preference. I don't think there's a, a right in a way. It's not a black and white issue. When yeah, it comes to style. 100%. I think it has to do with a lot of discernment. So um, with that, really what we're getting at in this episode is that you should be helping your young person think through uh, content. But then also style maybe to uh, – would you even say that to encourage them to explore different styles? To, oh, oh, definitely. Based definitely. on their taste. Yeah. I mean, I don't think once – you might have different styles. Like I said, we just said you might have different styles for different activities, different things you're doing. Like if you're going – if you're trying to meditate and maybe read the scriptures, you want something soft. I mean, I often like to put on uh, piano music in the background when I'm working in the office, just kind of give me something distracted but not working about the lyrics and then worry about what I'm listening to, but it's just – just background music that's that's playing. And obviously, I wouldn't listen to piano music all the time not, you know. <laughs> when you're trying to pump iron. Yeah, yeah and clearly uh, I can tell you you pump well, iron. Yeah, that's why we're doing a podcast. That's right. That's right. So, listen, parents and, and pastors, we we just encourage you. Um, even if you disagree with us on the area of style, uh, this is probably not the hill to die on. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I know that my my dad growing up despised rap, and that's because rap when I was growing up was just the genre as a whole was kind of filthy, but today there's good Christian rap and, and there's nothing wrong with the style. I think it's been redeemed to a degree. So, uh, anyway, to wrap up today's episode, we're going to give you some, uh, suggestions for resources. So Jared, you want to give that to our listeners and then we will, we will say goodbye for now. Yeah. Something I've used in the past, uh, CPYU Center for Parent and Youth Understanding, uh, Walt Mueller out there in, uh, the Lancaster area, they put down a 3D guide to wise media choices. Uh, basically it's, Kind of what you talk about, asking those questions about what the lyrics are saying, what the message is saying. This applies, obviously, more and beyond music to movies and TV shows and all that stuff. Um, but you can use it to, to dissect to help. If you're looking for questions, looking for starters on how to ask the right questions about what the lyrics are saying, this is a great guide for that. Another one is Common Sense Media. It's a website. Uh, they do a lot of reviews on, again, TV, movies, and music. Uh, if you're trying to figure out what kind of this genre what kind of style or maybe what someone else is saying that the message is behind the song your kids listening to on repeat five <laughs> times a day um this is a great website to check it out they have good i think they also do books um that's just random random thought there okay uh so yeah. check out common sense media um and the cpyu 3d guide for wise media choices all right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Um, we will uh, hopefully have you join us on our next episode where we will talk about why you should evaluate how you parent and how you pastor during our current quarantine. Thank you for listening to this episode of another Youth Ministry Podcast. We've included links to resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes 
Please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. We appreciate your feedback and comments, and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us your comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. Our email is anotheryampodcast at gmail.com.